What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast, and my name is Adam Schubert. As always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right, man. Just just laughing at this, and, and I shouldn't be laughing at this, but like it's it's some sad shit. Talking about that Johnny Depp shit is just like, man, feel for the feel for all parties involved, but like, geez, how can Amber Heard still be an Aquaman? Like, maybe after this ruling, we'll see, but like, ugh, it's not looking good. Are they gonna do editor out like Saudi Arabia wants to do with America Chavez? Nah, yeah, you you have to refilm, but like that, huh? I mean, Ezra is still punching people in Hawaii. Like, dude, is wild, bro. Yeah, <laughs> the the people in the DC universe are not not holding it down right now. They're not doing well. They need to shit. Like, Rob's doing good. Like the whole Batman, my Matt Reeves side is doing good. John Cena's crushing, but like, boy, the 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 Justice League, not not looking too Justice Leaguey. <laughs> no, no. Um, but well, yeah, there wasn't a lot of news to talk about because there was a lot of stuff like that going on. Yeah. Um. So we'll run through some of that pretty quickly, but we'll have winning time to talk about pretty best episode of the year, and it was all because of Jerry West and Magic's conversation at the end. Like, holy shit, I don't understand. Why, like, I get everything leading up to Jerry West being upset, but like this episode kind of redeemed it all. It was like, it was like, you don't know what it takes to be a winner. That speech by Jason Clark was incredible. That dude, he's an Emmy. Like, I love it. I love his Jerry West. My favorite character. Dude's incredible. I feel something every time I see him on screen. Oh, it would be so funny if he won an Emmy for <laughs> as much as Jerry West is like, Bitch I need an apology. <laughs> But that's the Jerry West thing to do. Like, that, like after watching this show, it makes so much sense why he's bitching. Like, it's just like, that's him. Yeah, the interesting thing that I have actually <laughs> tabbed up on my computer right now is uh, Kareem's comments on his post. Oh, was Kareem? Well, who would he say? Because, like, they did, they did right by him. Well, he doesn't say anything necessarily about his characterization, but he agrees with... Uh, with Jerry West and oh, saying that, that he did Jerry wrong. And, well, that they, the way that they represented him, he was like, Jerry has openly discussed his struggle with mental health, especially depression, instead of exploring his issues with the compassion as a way to better understand the man. They turned him into a wily coyote cartoon to be laughed at. Damn. He never broke golf clubs. He didn't throw his trophy through the window. Sure. Those actions make dramatic moments, but they reek of, um, exploitation of a man rather than exploration of a character he said that adam mckay was just lazy damn well look jason clark's killing it i can't take none away from that that's still my favorite role like jerry west is the best part of that damn show he is like it's just like he's incredible him adrian brody's pat riley gotta say jason yeah. siegel stepped it up this week he was great and magic and kareem man like like uh, john c riley is like whatever at this point like i, I could care less about the Jerry Buss mom dying storyline could care less. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, with Jason Clark and Adrian Brody, like, I forget that they're actors when I'm watching. That's, like, that's what Pat I'm Riley. saying. Like, it's, and hey, look, I, when we'll talk about it, we'll get to it. But when Pat was talking to his wife, I was like, that's slick back Pat right there. And when he was talking about moving uh, that dude from McAdoo, I was like, oh, yeah. G and Pat. <laughs> Look at him lying. I was, I was loving it. That was my shit. 
Oh yeah, I love we. Oh, I guess we're kind of yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll getting to it too it. fast. All right, <laughs> great. Who told you that? <laughs> Tokyo Vice is great too. By the way, Jake yeah, Adelson wilding. Like, dude's doing so, too much. Obviously, we want to get to talking about that, so we'll try and do that pretty quickly. Um, the only I also saw the Northman too. Oh, you did? Yeah, I saw it. It was, was that any good. You can just. Yeah, I can. Uh, I can do something quick. Like, uh, it's solid. It's worth checking out. Not better than the Batman, in my opinion. I still think I have the Batman as the best movie this year. But I will say that it it's based off of the Viking tale that is Hamlet's based off of. So it's a lot of Lion King. It's a lot of um, a lot of Hamlet type situations. So that's why it, even the end, they have like a volcano fight where it's like where it's like, oh, this is Lion King Scar versus Mufasa type shit. Gotcha. But but hey, yeah, Scars Scars were great. Uh the one movie I did watch this week for you, I uh, watched Lincoln Lawyer. And oh, it was nice. Great. See, does that guy remind you of Matthew McC like oh god, that's why I was ranting last week or whenever we talked about Lincoln Lawyer. The good thing I like about this new series though is it's not the same book. Oh, okay. It's a different story. Inside of this man's life, yeah. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So it's still, a completely different. Thing. But still, he don't feel. He, Matthew just felt cool. I don't know. It just like felt like that's 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 the guy, the Lincoln lawyer, dude's living out his car, sleaze bag, but like still badass at his job. I don't know if that new guy yeah. feels like that. Yeah, I don't know if that new guy can pull Mercer Tomei. So <laughs> yeah, I guess I maybe. In this, it's a. Uh, Homegirl from Scream, so I guess you could do that. Who? Uh, Julia Nev, Nev Campbell. Oh, oh yeah, Nev Campbell, the main he, character. From he Scream. could he could pull her easy. Nev Campbell ain't, ain't nothing to go home about these days, but no. she ain't Marissa no. Tomei. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and jump into the news. The stuff that happened literally just before we came on here was uh, Bad Bunny has been cast as uh, El Muerto, which is going to be Sony's new Spider-Man spinoff of a villain. Uh, Trash. As, it's going to be in theaters in June in 2024, so a long way down the way. Uh, Juan Carlos Estrada Sanchez is who he's known as in the comics. El Muerto is a wrestler whose powers are handed down by ancestry in the form of a mask. Um, and He's gonna. He's more of an anti-hero on the verge of inheriting his father's powers when he starts. They're just doing everybody but Spider-Man until somebody hit. And look, I got the slate for Sony. January 13, 2023, Craven. July 7, 2023, Madam Web. January 12, 2024, Elmer Huerto. And then the Spider-Verse movie drops uh, in 2023 as well. Yeah, the second part. Yeah, no, the, the, called... yeah, the second part. Yeah, the second one. Yeah, this is into the Spider Verse. Across the Spider Verse, across the Spider Verse, and then the last one is Beyond, beyond the Spider Verse. Spider -verse. Yeah. And that's yeah. dropping March 29th, 2024. They showed like 15 minutes of it at CinemaCon. People said it was tight. So, you know, but as for that non Spider Verse shit, not, not the non good stuff, all that, all that bad bunny shit, yeah, y'all could keep that. But who knows? I might like speaking bad bunny and bullet train, and he might be great. So, who knows? Well, speaking of stuff that we don't like, Venom 3 is a go trash tom hardy do something else with your career brother 
Like, like let's end this. Like, let's end this proper. Like, you should you should just pass it off to like Flash, the, the Sony versus Flash Thompson. Because I mean, they, they they've set it up to where like you can do it. Like he's he's just need different like. I'm not interested in that Sony verse, especially after how bad that Morbius film was. And I didn't even watch it. Like I just heard from people how bad it was. People I trust, I was just like, oh, I'm not watching this shit. Now, now, what if Venom three is Venom versus Andrew? All Andrew. of them, like all, like like let's bring in ATJ. Let's bring in fucking Jared Leto's trash ass. Let's like the Sony the Sony Avengers movie. Is that what you're saying? Like, was that Venom three? No, I'm like saying the, you could do that, or you could do Venom verse. With, oh, with Andrew Garfield. Garfield. Mm, I'd be into that. I'd be into that more so than the like Aaron Taylor Johnson, Jared Leto yeah. team up with with him. But like, who cares, bro? Uh, the other sequel announced was Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is a better announcement than all the rest of them. So fair enough. Fair enough. So- Sony's got trash shit going on right now. Uh, not a lot of trailers for real. Um, one that I saw was called Night Sky. It's on Amazon. It's got J.K. Simmons and Sissy Spacek. It's kind of like Sissy Spacek, Sissy Spacek and J.K. Simmons are a couple that have like the shed in the back of their property, and it takes them to like a planet. It like tra- transports them to like a planet, and they can do that like all the time. And then something they find someone on the other end of like their portal, and they take him into their home, and they're like, "Is he an alien?" Like, oh, it's a drama. Mm. And, oh, uh, I, I didn't tell you this because it's just like this news is what it like. The trailers suck. Uh, Curse, Curse put on, got got me on Disney Plus again, and like she watched all those movies that have come out recently that like I never saw, like Toy Story Four, uh, fucking um, amazing Soul. Uh, we watched literally all of them, but Raya the Last Dragon, and I was like, because she didn't want to watch it, I was like, hate her. But uh, the one I liked, Turning Red, was great. Tur- Turning Red might have been the best Red. one of all of them. Turning Red is really good. Turning Red is incredible. Like, I was like, even, and I don't know how people can't, see, it, it pissed me off when hearing the comments from those critics saying, like, they couldn't relate to that. Well, I'm sorry, you're not a 90s kid, so you don't get, like, the boy band craze, you're an old person. And if you're not, if you are someone from my generation, then, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I knew girls like that in my fucking elementary school. Like, that's relatable to, like, anyone who came from the 90s. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't get that comment, and I thought Tony Red was great. Dude. Sorry, it's Asian people. Like, like, get over yourselves, fucking racist. <laughs> that movie is incredible. I mean, I guess like that's really the only reason to hate. And, and like, I guess maybe they were the other hate came from like them talking about like menstruation and shit like that. But I mean, like, come on, I mean, make yeah. a preteen Disney movie. It's not that hard. Yeah, like what? Like, I, I applaud Disney for putting that in there. Like, girls need something they can relate to too. Like, I get it. And so, so was I. So was I. So, yeah, but I, I saw, I saw those. Really good, yeah, no. Uh, wait, which one you said? Toy Story Four. Yeah. <laughs> Did it need to be made? I don't care. It's like my. I like it better than Toy Story. You like it better than three? I, I didn't say that. I said two. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Because I was about to say three is great. Like it. And see, I didn't like Toy Story Four because it was like when the when the mayor was like. Andy, I mean not Andy. Uh, Woody, you're not Andy's toy anymore. You're Bonnie's, and we have rules here. Shut up, bitch. This is Woody. <laughs> he wouldn't be in this movie if it wasn't for him. <laughs> He's Bonnie's toy, though. That works. <laughs> God, Andy would never leave Woody in the closet. Whack, fucking Bonnie. 
Did he though? He left him in the chest or whatever, but whatever. But he would, he would get pulled out. Woody was number one. He would never play with the other toys and leave Woody in the chest. Woody would at least be on the bed watching. Well, yeah. Bonnie. And then she made Forky trash. <laughs> yeah, Forky was the worst part of that movie by, by far. <laughs> I'm just um, caught up with all this shit now. My bad, man. <laughs> like, the, the, the other trailer was a Time Traveler's Wife, which was a good? phenomenal movie. Um, but the series on HBO Max looks a little bit lackluster. It doesn't, doesn't seem like it follows the same canon rules, which is always kind of off when you're doing time travel movies. But I haven't seen that movie in a while, so I could be wrong about it. That's your vibe. So I don't know. <laughs> the movie's really good. I'd recommend anyone who goes to the movie, of course, it's got Rachel McAdams in it, who Lyndon did not choose, and it's Vine, we're not Vine, sorry, TikTok. Over, I did uh, not. I don't even remember who it was. I don't know who it was either, but I did not choose her. I, I, I remember it was just, like, so blasphemy. I was like, oh, my God, like. Who was it? Was it, like, Mariah Carey or Rachel McAdams, I think? Just mm-hmm. Mariah Carey. No, it was Rachel McAdams, like some random, and then you like immediately went left that person for the next on the next round. I don't remember who it was. Um, it was might just have been like, that unmemorable of a person. Damn, might have been a mistake. If you don't know what you were talking about, go follow me on TikTok. Hottest TikTok out. <laughs> I'm giving content, baby, for a day. Shout out to Gary V. Uh, so Adam Driver, Penelope Cruz, and Shailene Woodley have joined Michael Mann's racing film Ferrari. The big budget biopic follows ex-race car driver and auto manufacturing giant Enzo Ferrari in the summer of 1957 with his marriage in crisis over the mourning of a son and the threat of bankruptcy looming over the company as he and his wife that, that he and his wife built 10 years earlier. Ferrari embarks on a bold race, the mile Mig- Migla, 1,000 miles across Italy. Driver replaces Hugh Jackman, who initially signed on to play the title character. Cruz plays Enzo's wife, Laura Ferrari, and Woodley plays his mistress, Nina Lardi. I wonder if this crosses path with the uh, Ford and Ferrari uh, movie, because Enzo was in that. Or, was, you know, he was old man Enzo at that point. Yeah, I was going to say. Was, yeah, was right. He was old man Enzo. OK, so I fuck with that. I'm going to do a double feature of this into that. So it's like. Young man Enzo, old man Enzo. All right, cool. Good yeah, for driver. It's gonna this be a pretty big. awesome movie. And you know, after Tokyo Vice's first episode with Michael Mann, and I just listened to a podcast recently where he talks about his first episode and how he filmed it and what it was like filming in Japan. So I'm big on Michael Mann right now. Hey, look, run I'm it back. It's about to be it. back, baby. After we get through Dark Knight, which honestly, Dark Knight, the intro scene is inspired by Michael Mann's heat. That's on my list of movies that if it gets chosen, I got I got I got like two Michael Mann movies on my list, which I'm about to send to y'all. Like my fucking heat is great. So like I'm into this. And Michael Mann always does something like revolutionary with like his filming. So for him to do like the Enzo Ferrari movie, like with all the car scenes, that shit's gonna be shot crazy. Yeah. Um, so next story we got Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, they reunite another good one film. Uh Nike's quest to sign Michael Jordan. The film will be through Amazon Studios. Affleck will play Phil Knight and Damon will play Sonny Vaccaro. The film will follow Vaccaro's conquest and introduce audiences to Jordan's parents, in particular, his powerful and dynamic mother, as well as former coaches, advisors, friends, and those close to Jordan. We want to talk about a yesification of Jake Adelstein. Talk about a yesification of Sonny fucking Vaccaro. Go watch, go watch the 30, uh, him too. Go watch the 30 for 30 uh, special Soul Man 
which is this is about essentially. But yeah, it's great. It's one of the best ones. And it, but it goes through Sonny Vaccaro's whole life. The Michael Jordan part is a big part of it. But like it goes through like the how he didn't get LeBron to Adidas, all kind of shit. So like this would be a very, very interesting movie. This man's important for like most basketball players signing to Nike. Like so like he, it'll show like the invention of how like they got feeders like from ABC camps and from like McDonald's All-Americans. And kind of if they really wanted to get depth, they could talk about how they Nike kind of started this whole NCAA corruption shit or was a part of it with like giving schools certain amount of money for kids to wear certain things and then like getting them to go sign. They ain't doing all that. They're just focusing on this one story. It's probably, it's probably going to be, you know, it may push two hours, but it may not even because it's on Amazon. Damn, I'm uh, see if they're gonna do it, they need to do it. The Soul Man's a great story. Like that, they they're battling the thirty for thirty doc, which was incredible, one of the best. Uh, well, it's gonna be pretty cool. The same as nice to see Affleck and Damon teaming up again. True. Uh, the highly anticipated Jeff Bridges led drama The Old Man will premiere on FX June sixteenth, uh, based on the novel of the same name by Thomas Perry. Bridges stars as Dan Chase, a former CIA agent living off the grid for decades. When a mysterious assassin begins targeting him, he's forced to exit hiding and finds himself chased by Harold Harper, played by John Lithgow, a former friend of his past, and uh, Ali Shakat. Uh, from Search Party, EJ Bonilla and Gambenga Akibinagbe. That's a that's a name. Mouthful. Uh, co-star in the series as CIA operatives helping hunt down Dan, while Amy Brenner plays Zoe, an ordinary woman who's dragged in the case when Dan rents a room from her. Nice. Look, FX got some bangers. One of them starts this week. That's my movie on the rise. Not going to jump it, but like, yeah. this sounds pretty damn good. So yeah, you have Under the Banner of Heaven and this. Mm-hmm. Sounds hot. FX is churning it up, churning it up. I'm into it. So Netflix has a new Chris Hemsworth project. They've adapted George Saunders' this. New Yorker short story Escape from Spiderhead about two inmates played by Journey Smollett and Miles Teller, who grapple with their past crimes while living in a state-of-the-art penitentiary run by a brilliant visionary played by Hemsworth, who experiments on inmates with psychedelic drugs. The trade-off of being a test subject is a commuted prison sentence. When the open-concept prison is challenged, the experiments start to push the limits of free will. Psychological thriller is directed by Josh Kosinski of the new Top Gun movie, and it premieres like uh, on June 17th. Wait. Um, hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe, Joe Kaczynski. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So I said Josh. Yeah, Josh. Okay, cool. Yeah, this uh, look, I'm like not really hype into a Chris Hemsworth Netflix movie. I need to see a trailer. I saw pictures of this. It's like, okay, it's interesting enough. But like I said, before I get signed into like some another Chris Hemsworth Netflix project, I got to see a trailer. I you know. I think I've been wondering what Miles Teller has been up to for a while, and I think that the two projects he's chosen aren't really that bad. I mean, being a part of the offer is pretty big, and I think mm-hmm. like you know if he could do this pretty well, it might be good. Shit, for him. and you gotta you gotta count Top Gun because he's fucking Goose's son. Oh yeah, whatever. I mean, that's gonna be big for him though. Yeah, because he's like the, I'm guessing he's the the main guy. Like I'm guessing he's he's fucking Tom Cruise's guy. Like Tom Cruise is the old man; he's the young man. Like, I don't think it's the fucking 
dude who was looking like a douche in the trailer saying like, oh, who's going to teach us? Well, I guess I'll find out when it's on streaming. Definitely not going to see that. I don't know if I'm going to see that in theaters, too, to be honest. Like, maybe. Like, it's going to have to be like how I was watching The Northman. Like, Curse was at doing something all day. And I didn't feel like watching my dog no more. So I was like, if you go to the Top Gun, if if, if anyone out there, if you go to the Top Gun movie, don't go to the Vibrating Seat Theater. Ooh, the Top Gun movie. No, thank you. You're going to be peeing. (laughs) When your experience at the Batman told me I'm never watching one of those. (laughs) No. No, thank you. Maybe on a rom com. Um, Can you actually be a waste of money? (laughs) Well, you you know, the the only time you ever get any action is on the sex scene. I was just about to say, like, does it vibrate during the sex scenes? Like, are we feeling the bed move? Like, it has to. Like, that's the. (laughs) I mean, that's the only thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, the highly anticipated Dungeons and Dragons movie gets its title. It'll be called Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. Nice, cool. Got a good cast, so it should be yeah, pretty good. I, I'll I'll see that in theaters over top. Damn, you see that I'm over serious. Top That's Gun? Not, yeah. Crazy. With what? With, with no love for Top Gun? I'm gonna do it on running back. I'm putting it on the list. <laughs> top Gun, the original is fine. Yeah, the original. See this this crap. Fest. I gotta get you. In, I gotta get you back loving the original. So it's like, ooh, what's Maverick oh, doing? I love today? it. It's fine. <laughs> Nah, there's a better uh, plane movie than that. I'd much rather us review Con Air, which is a joke. I, I'd movie. rather just I'd rather just watch the scene in Independence Day where Will Smith's outrunning the aliens. Is Will Smith kosher right now? Because I know we don't have none of the stories, but it's fucked up. They canceled Bright, canceled Bad Boys 4. I'm just saying, like, look, if you're gonna cancel all the Will Smith movies, what about Ezra Miller throwing chairs at people in Hawaii? <laughs> Dude yeah. is a menace. Like they gotta hey, call yes, Roman Reigns, The Rock, and fucking the Usos to come knock out Ezra Miller. Go get the good Simone. As, like, as long as Jaden gets, you know, Aqualad, then we're all good. <laughs> if if he gets it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Freeform's Cruel Summer will return later this year with a new mystery and cast, which was really surprising to me. I enjoyed this first season a lot. Thought that we would get some more of that group of people but apparently it's going to be a new cast new location new story uh sadie stanley griffin gluck eloise pate are the main cast the thriller uh is set in an idyllic waterfront town in northwest or the pacific northwest um follows the rise and fall of an intense teenage friendship approaching the story from three different timelines surrounding y2k the season twists and turns as it tracks the early friendship between Megan Isabella and Megan's friend, best friend Luke, the love triangle that blossomed, and the mystery that would impact all their lives going forward. Should be pretty good. Same group, but and uh, Jessica Beale is producing again. I think so, my girlfriend yeah. watches this. I don't know if she does or she doesn't. Like, there's some there's some freeform show in my Hulu that I'm just like I'm not watching it's, this shit. It's the highest watched freeform show of all time. So it's probably mm-hmm. that one. Mm, probably uh, so. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed it last summer, and I thought the cast was really great. Um, so, okay. you know, the only name I know here is Griffin Gluck, so, and I know he does pretty well, pretty good. So, I'd be interested to watch it again, but I don't know if it's going to be able to match when it was last summer. Shout out to the Cruel Summer fans. Um, HBO's developing. HBO HBO's developing a half hour comedy series based on David Dave Edgar's novel The Every. 
in the show, world's largest tech company merges with the planet's dominant e-commerce site, creating the richest and most dangerous and oddly enough, most beloved monopoly ever known. The, the every is uh, not Eggers' first work has been dab the screen. He also did Circle starring Tom Hanks. Trash. For the King. That Trash. Was a Tom Hanks movie. <laughs> That that movie with Emma Watson, Tom Hanks, and John Boyega, fucking trash. I was about to say, damn, I'm I'm hyped for this because it's like a comedy HBO. We're in the era of like the Amazons, the Elon Musk taking over Twitter, that type of thing. So maybe they could do like a workplace comedy about that. But it don't seem like they're going that route, especially with this guy. Need to see a trailer though. I have faith in HBO, so you know. Oh well, no, it's based on his novel. Okay, so he's not directing it. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as someone good is working, like doing the thing, like they call like Greg Daniels, I'd rock with that. Um, so speaking of HBO, from Secession fame, Nicholas Braun and uh, Chris Bougie Norma, Nor, Nor, whatever, they're developing a series together. HBO, the half hour series is titled One for the Road. It's described as a candid and intimate story of a talented but dysfunctional band struggling to survive. The rapidly changing landscape of the of independent music in the early 2000s. Uh, did the, the duo did you, oh, my bad. cover the series and is serving as producers. Did you ever think Nicholas Braun from Succession and Zola would get those two movies after, okay, let's not even count Sky High, after Minutemen? And if you don't remember what Minutemen is, let me just, like, because me and Chris went through the Disney Channel originals. I told you I've been trolling Disney+. Plus. And Minutemen is the Disney Channel original movie with him, the blonde-headed dude from, uh, I think, Hannah Montana. No, what's no, the blonde-headed uh, guy's from? Uh, Jason Dolly. What was he from? What's he from? I'm Googling it right now. He was the goofy, know. stupid oh, friend. Good, in one oh, Good Luck Charlie and in uh, Court in the House. Yeah. yeah. So that guy and, and dude from Succession, who would have thought, like, Minutemen's about them going back in time. Shit's kind of ass. Wasn't wasn't a good Disney Channel original movie. And honestly, me and Chris realized, like, once you get to the th- the two thousands, like the mid two thousands, Disney Channel original movies suck. <laughs> Fucking suck. But good for Nicholas Braun getting this new HBO series. Yeah, I, I actually thought that he was one of the better characters in that. I I thought Minutemen was fine. So. I'm talking about if you saw it today. That's back true. then, back then it was. See, I don't know, man. I was looking at him. She was like. To me, it's like horsing around the uh, the Lawrence Brothers movie sequel, Jumping Ship, Brinker with the 90s heartthrob, Eric Von Detten. The, between the Lawrence Brothers and Eric Von Detten, that was my love of that. Then you get Luck of the Irish with my boy, Smart House, Phantom of the Megaplex, the Xenon stuff. Mm, 80s million dollar cook-off, and then we're getting thin. Like, I think, I think we're getting thin. And double team with the two white twins, the WNBA shit, that shit was hard. And then um, yeah. I think that might be it, bro. Oh, and Johnny Tsunami. Shout out to you, Johnny Capohala. My bad. Don't take my card. Other than that. I have to reach back in there and look. But there's Go look. I, I looked the other day. I was missed. I was like, hmm, 13 year. It was all right. Because, you know, and then you got to count some of the ones that are based off series. Like, you know, the Even Stevens movie was a good Disney yeah. Channel movie. All right, that's a classic. But like, I don't count that. That's like, that's Shia LaBeouf doing his thing. Up, up, in a way, I guess, counts, too. That's true. Yeah, it does count. Uh, yeah, so that's it. With that story, Idris Elba set the star and executive producer in a thriller series called Hijack for Apple TV. The seven-part drama will be, debut, will be the debut product project 
from Elba's first look deal with Apple. In uh, hijack, Elba will play accomplished business negotiator Sam, Sam Nelson, whose fast-talking skills are called upon when a plane he is riding is hijacked. <laughs> Sam needs to step up and use his guile to try and save the lives of the passengers, but his high-risk strategy could be his undoing. I was about to give Idris props. I was like, ooh, my man in a thriller? He's a negotiator? And then all of a sudden, he on a plane negotiating it to get saved. No, <laughs> I don't want to say no thank you, but no thank you. This is taken. <laughs> Just trash. <laughs> if you want a good negotiator movie, and look, I know we recommend too much Kevin Spacey, but like <laughs> Kevin Spacey and fucking Samuel Jackson have a great movie called The Negotiator that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it is a good movie. It's fucking uh, great. But this, you know, maybe if I see a trailer, I'll be into it. And it's so seven parts. Like, how, how long he going to be negotiating on the plane? <laughs> we don't know how long the episodes are. Apple does do some 30s. True, 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 true. <laughs> uh, so for our last story and most ridiculous, Omari Hardwick, Kelly Rowland, and right. Rome Flynn will star opposite Marcy Martin in a new fantasy or a new movie called Fantasy <coughs> Football. Fantasy Football follows 16-year-old Callie A. Coleman, played by Oof. Martin, who discovers she can control her professional football player dad, Bobby Coleman, his prowess on the field through the EA Sports Madden NFL game. Roland plays Keisha Coleman, Callie's mom, while Flynn is Anderson Fisher, Bobby's rookie arch rival. NFL Films and EA Sports have also supported the project, signing on to provide expertise on various aspects related to the production. Uh, the Nickelodeon Awesome Miss Films project begins shooting in Atlanta this month uh, with live action, or the live action movie planned to premiere on Paramount Plus later in the year. Ah, uh, so it's a Nickelodeon movie. Makes sense yeah. now that I hear this trash premise. Amari Hardwick, brother. Had so much high expectations for you after power. You go and do Army of Thieves, and then now you're doing this. It's looking downhill front for you, my man. You, we, we thought you could have been Green Lantern. Now, <laughs> be lucky if he's Green Lantern in the TV show. Yeah, right. <laughs> Shit's trash. No, it is definitely a, a rough movie to get cast for. Yikes. A lot of rough stories this week. A lot of mid. Might as well be in fan control football league. <laughs> um, but that gets us the movie on the rise. Yeah, it's that time of the show where we give you one movie or TV show or multiple that's coming out this week or it's been out for a little bit that we think you should watch. It's called Movie on the Rise. And boy, I got some bangers for y'all this week. Under the Banner of Heaven starts on the 20th 9th. That is the Andrew Garfield uh, Mayor of Easttown-like show where he's a detective and it's his, his, his Mayor of Easttown. I'm excited for that. That looks incredible. But also, John Bernthal's police drama is on HBO. And I was in, uh, that's the only thing I didn't watch when I saw it was out. I was like, damn, I missed it. Don't worry. I'm going to tell you all about episode one next week because I'm watching as soon as we, me and Schubert get off this recording. Like, that's the thing I'm doing next. But man, that show looks good. Those two shows, that's what I got for you this week. And I think that's, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Oh, if you if you want, go watch Tarnakowski's Clone Wars on um 
on Disney Plus. Like I said, I've been trolling Disney Plus, getting back into my love of Star Wars, thanks to Visions. Also, my bad for not responding last time about the Ninth Jedi. That could 100% use more story. That shit is incredible. That little girl was kicking ass. <laughs> she was badass when they all popped up as Sith. And I was like, damn, that other homie who pulled up didn't do shit. What a pussy. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then the Elder... Look, they're making manga of all of these. I meant to tell you this. They're making manga of all these. Disney partnered with like Shonen Jump or some shit. And I'm guessing they might be expanding the story. I don't know if they're just telling the story we saw in manga form, but hopefully this means we get more of it's the ninth Jedi, like you said, the elder, um, the, the duelist, the one from the first one. And then there's one more. Oh, the robot one, which, hey, I'm sorry, everybody. I hated on the robot one pretty hard. I rewatched it. It was cute. I kind of fucked with it. Dude turned into a Jedi with that man ass. I fucked with. Him. <laughs> Changing your mind, huh? I so had the to. only thing I rewatched. The only thing besides your stuff that I have is there's this new HBO Max show. I haven't watched any of it, so I don't know if it's any good yet. But the uh, Variety had like an article about it where they thought it was an interesting concept. It's called the Baby, and it's pretty much like this woman comes across like this random baby at a weird scene of like two dead cops and they're like it's out now cops are pressing her yeah it's out right now the only one episode right i'm gonna look for it because i didn't i didn't see it when i was it's a british show okay. and um pretty much the concept is like the baby's killing a bunch of people it's like or the baby like just by being around i can't you know i don't know that episode but you know yeah she has this a... baby and as the baby as she has this baby people around her are dying Mm, okay that sounds interesting i'm gonna have to check that out because like i said i'm going straight to hbo max when i get off of here so i'm gonna look to see all right let's uh let's talk about winning time first oh it was great it was fucking great i I know i said this last week but this might have been the best episode of the season i love the david stern drama talking to magic and like showing the 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 old commissioner showing his love for larry And, and i know I don't know if Adam McKay was trying to do it, but I felt like David Stern gravitating to magic. And this is no disrespect to Larry Bird, but it showed David Stern's foresight and how he was able to take the league past where the old commissioner was because the old commissioner was looking at it as Larry Bird's this great white basketball player, but didn't realize that Larry Bird couldn't talk out of a fucking paper bag. He's not personable. Larry Bird is fucking blah. But David Stern realized that, hold up, Magic Johnson is the is the mouthpiece. You use Larry Bird as the setup of like this, the racial aspect of it. But like David Stern was the, the foresight in all of this. And I think this episode did a great job of showing that because like the commissioner didn't even want to talk to Magic. David Stern was the one like, I'm going to talk to Magic. I'm going to talk to Julius Irvin. Like, I'm going to make sure I Wasn't connect with the these commissioner guys. also the one like making really racist jokes Mm-mm. or was that just someone else that, <laughs> that was some comedian that was some comedian that adam mckay just threw some shots at him he's like yeah this dude said this and actually said this i was like whoa <laughs> and he thought it was gonna fly he was like i see all of y'all out there y'all not doing y'all right profession y'all some beast <laughs> i remember i think i was looking at something else and then like i heard that and i just turned out like what did he just say? <laughs> I was like, whoa. I was like that black guy. That, there, the, human. The, the black guy that they first showed after he said it and me had the same reaction. It was like, hey, what? 
<laughs> and we did it at the same time. Thought that was hilarious. L- loved. I can't. I know I stated this before. Love, love, love the Jerry West conversation with Magic Johnson at the end about what it takes to win, about how people will hate you. Your family won't understand you. But and Jerry West was like, I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade any of that in happiness for this motherfucker. I was like, oh, shit. He was like, I need I need five of them. I trade my happiness away for all the five I lost. I was like, damn. And Magic was like, I need it. I don't want to be like you. I want to win. <laughs> Jerry was like, all right. I, and I was like, see, that's the Jerry West I know building like the guy, like the guy that's getting these guys to the next level. Like, I, I think Jerry's going to appreciate his character from this point on. I, I do. Yeah. And, uh, you yeah, know, the buildup with that, with all the Dr. J stuff. Was- yeah. And how Dr. J was like bringing him to dinner. And I like the story about how Bill Russ always did that to Will to get over on mm-hmm. him. And then how Magic didn't want to talk to Dr. J anymore because he was like, that's my hero. And Magic was being the nice guy. Like, I'm going to be nice to everybody. But it's like, nah, bro. You can't be nice to everybody because you got to go out there and kill. And then, oh, my God, Pat Riley, slick back Pat, baby. I was like, Adrian Brody, you're pulling it all. I, I, that, I believed all of that. Like, I think Pat did all of that. Like, they can, I, they can never convince me of two things, that that's not Jerry West and that that's not Pat Riley. Like, <laughs> Pat went on and gave an interview to bury the other coach. <laughs> Badass. Hey, well, you know, he brought it on himself when he dude, uh, even told Spencer Haywood. Like, get him out of here. Well, dude should coach. Yeah, dude tells Spencer Haywood that, you know, Pat Riley's trying to trade you. <laughs> Which, hey, that scene. GM Pat thought ahead. Bob McAdoo, he was going to get it, too. <laughs> you know, the conversation Spencer Haywood has with him outside his house or whatever, and, like, Pat Riley, after he, he like, says all this stuff, he's like, who told you that? <laughs> he's like, I don't give a fuck. Who cares if it's true? I was like, damn, you're right. He he got you. It was just like, and then I love the conversation with his wife. Like that, that moment with his wife was like, damn, we're seeing the birth of Slick Back Pat. Like, I'm just ready for Adrian Brody before a game to slick his hair back and come into an episode. Yeah, I mean, like if this show ends up, I mean, we already know we're getting season two, but I mean, if we're going further down in, in the Lakers story and you know, we're going to get more Adrian Boteries, Pat Riley. I'm interested yeah. to see what more stories are, are going to come of that. True. I agree. I agree. Um, the cookie stuff. She, she married magic. So like every time I see you on that, I'm like, you're going to marry him. So like, I don't really care about this. Like magic, just a dog. Like, <laughs> but I mean, like what's the truth behind Pregnating the friend is like, is that really his kid or? I don't know. I Google it real quick. I didn't. I didn't think to Google that. I was just like, I don't care. Imagine gets that, hands in the end. Like, that's whether what I would have rather Googled more so than knowing if Cookie really did marry him. I didn't know that that was what happened. But let's see. Like, First thing that you type up when you type Magic Baby, and it's with Rhonda. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> I think he did have a kid with Rhonda. No, I think he did have a kid outside the marriage. Yeah, I think he did. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Because he, he's out here trying to say that Ron is out here just lying. <laughs> you know, you know, boy. <laughs> yeah, I think, okay, yeah. So it's based off of Melissa Mitchell, a real-life former girlfriend of Magic Johnson. Magic reportedly dated Mitchell briefly when he was not with Cookie between 1980 and 81. And Mitchell became pregnant with Magic's baby and gave firstborn to his first son, Andre Johnson. 
1981. So that is his kid. Damn. Okay. Wow. Real stuff. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So good. Rosa Miranda, then. <laughs> no, I mean, she's based off of Melissa Mitchell. <laughs> it is they didn't Ronda. Say I was, they didn't say I was Piggy's friend. <laughs> Man, 1980? Is Magic about to bang somebody again after this? Like, and we're going to see. If she get pregnant, bro. It's, it's, it's that it's that person for sure. Um, but that's really all I can think of with the episode that was. Yeah, that, I think that's it. Fine. Yeah, uh, but Tokyo Vice Man, oh my god. Oh wait, did we talk about the? Co- besides, did you like real quick? Gotta give Jason Siegel credit as a uh, as a uh, Paul Westhead. I think he did a great job. He's doing fine. I mean, he's doing good. I, I haven't had any issue with him the whole time. Yeah, I, th- I thought he, I thought this was an episode where he truly shined when like Adrian Brody was trying to get it out of him. Like, bro, this is what this is what you want too. And I and I think Jason Siegel answered the call. I feel like if anyone would have been upset about their characterization in this show, it would be Bus. Mm, Genie upset like, at, at Jerry. Yeah, probably. Well, I mean, just like if Jerry Bus was alive to see him being portrayed like this unless he's just like that kind of guy that's just like oh yeah that was fucking me like <laughs> he looked bad unless i was like, that nurse shit like, yeah at the end when he was just i was like oh man yeesh <laughs> that's what i'm saying I, I didn't care about like honestly the jerry bus character at this point isn't important to the on-court basketball like the stuff with jerry bus that was important was everything leading up to him buying the lakers okay now that we got it he has his crew in place I don't think he'll become relevant again until he makes the decision to fire Paul Westhead. I think that's when that's when like John C. Riley's character is going to be integral to this again. Because as of now, I don't really care about about his like no disrespect, but like I don't. I'm here. I'm here for the magic, Johnson. I'm not here for his mama having cancer. That's just sad. It is. It is. So Maybe, you know. Yeah. She's showing that how important she was the whole thing in the beginning, but I mean now it is kind of yeah. Like now that we're here and we're playing ball, it's like they got their money situation straight. Like the number one team in the league, <laughs> they, they okay. So you know, say la vie. But Tokyo Vice, oh Jake Adelstein keeps shooting himself in the foot. Katagiri told his ass you can't trust everybody. And fucking Miyamoto, that sleek, slick talking, good looking motherfucker, working for Tozawa, hiding the drugs. I was like, wow, look at him. Look at him. Oh, corrupt ass cop Miyamoto. You, 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 uh, good looking motherfucker. I believed in you. God. And then Sato, go and kill that man for the Gajin. Sato, look at you, big brother. Killing that, killing that guy for the Gajin girl. <laughs> Mistake. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to come back to bite him for sure. Oh, like yeah. Him. Especially because he said that that dude knew his boss's boss. Like, when you heard that he knew your boss's, well, I guess Sato was like, okay, well, you think about it like this. Since Sato did go say it was for Chikar Kai, that dude going to tell his boss no matter what. Like, he's just going to fuck the white girl and tell her eventually. So it was like, he going to tell the boss eventually. I might as well kill him before he does. So I get that. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I just, you know, I, I didn't expect him to, like, beat him, beat him with a rock. Yeah. I was just <laughs> like, this is like, this is some shit, right? Hey, here. the dude told him your first kill is going to be the one to haunt you, but it's going to get easier after that. And it definitely That's was true. He wasn't as uh, taken back killing that guy. 
So with that, um, that's a, that's episode five. I'm trying to think if anything else happened in episode five. Um, it's hard because like the two blend together, and you're just like, uh, oh no, like, that, the only that's episode the only main, six. I'm sorry. Uh, even even that's episode six. Well, you know, Paulina disappears. I think that's also episode six. No, no, no. The Paulina disappears. That's that's uh, episode seven. That's the other one. Oh yeah, yeah, episode seven. But yeah. I mean, like, I guess like we find out why she disappears because mm-hmm. you know she was with Akira or whatever, and he was making her spend a lot of money. Yep. I don't like that guy. No. Like, sorry. And then Jake Adelstein stalking Tozawa's wife. I was like, you too greedy for a story. You do it too much. Like, just because you cool with Sato, don't mean these people won't fucking smoke you. He, I'm like, you're doing a lot, white guy. <laughs> that's, that's all I kept thinking. It's like this white guy's doing a lot right now. <laughs> it's like you don't blend in. You're six, you're six four and white. <laughs> and got long ass brown hair. Like, come on, man. Like, what bro. you doing? Crazy. Yeah, no, these are great episodes, though. I think I like six yeah, a little more than seven. What I was most interested in was the storyline with the police at this point. Because, you know, I guess, you know, he gets that tip from the from the uh, Yakuza about the plane. And then, you know, he talks to the young detective about, you know, giving him a tip. And then, like, they go search through the plane. And, like, and, like oh, my gosh. They can't find anything. Mm-hmm. And, and then also... Then the fact that Katagiri sets up the sets up the the, the trapping for Miyamoto. Mmm. Mmm. Shit is gas in episode seven. When Katagiri's like suspecting like there's a there's a dishonest police. Yeah. That shit was gas. No, yeah. And so like, you know, you're wondering what's gonna happen with that. And then you know, when you we do find out that he was actually the mole and the police. You're like, whoa, that's crazy. And then, like, you, well, we still don't know what category he's got up to. And then, once he gets the final bit of the end of the episode seven, you're like, got him. Like, when he saw that, when he looks up and sees the camera, like, done. Yeah, over. Got you. Uh, Miyamoto's done. And then, fucking, well, okay, so why is the Paulina stuff important? Why is the Paulina stuff important? I think that's something we're going to find out soon. I think, like, that's going to be like another angle of the tozawa factor of things where like you know he's got people you know taking life insurance policies of people suicide he's probably got like some people doing like like sex trafficking shit too sex trafficking or something like that mm, and then sato ends up threatening her boyfriend too even though her, him and samantha break up oh like call it quits he needed to because he getting he getting too strong in chikara kai like dude trusting like that's that's dude's right hand man now like Sato's the guy, and like he can't be messing with dodging girl all, all out, out, out willy nilly. Dude's clowning. He is, uh, yeah. It's, uh, but it's, I mean, even he kind of realizes at some point he's like, he does. Yeah, you only really, he was like, you only really care about me when you need something from me. Yep, facts, facts, facts. Yeah. That's a big fact. Samantha is a user and abuser. Typical. And yeah, who she go running to? Jake Adelstein. Jake Adelstein gonna use and abuse his ass next. He just don't know. Oh my gosh. Jake, Jake pissed me off in six and seven. He should have listened to category. He didn't. And now he in the doghouse. Did you notice how big of a time skip that those episodes had? How big was it? Like a month? Month. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, like a month. Yeah. Like, yeah, because he couldn't. Like, he, they, he had beef. He had to cool off for a month. Like nobody was fucking with him. 
Man, what about when his uh, Missouri friend showed up? <laughs> and he was and he was like, he was like, hold up, I gotta make sure like I'm not like tripping. <laughs> that was fucking weird. So Zaw might kill that dude. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> they they gonna threaten Jake. Also, Tozawa passed out. That's gonna be that's 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 big because the Yakuza gonna think he not not well to lead. I want to go back to the first episode and kind of like try and remember who he was sitting with mm. in the dinner. Yeah, I don't remember like, that's either. What that's what we're leading up to, and I don't remember who exactly it was because I didn't remember who the because I don't know who the people were at the time. Yeah, no, me neither. Yeah, I know Sato's there. He, he is. I think so. But, Maybe. but my guess is that it would be Tozawa's people. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I don't know. That's going to be interesting. But the next, I think we just get but one I mean, episode. Is Tozawa this about week. to die? Like, Maybe. What's going on with him? <laughs> Maybe. It's possible. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's it. That's pretty yeah, that's much it. everything. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm loving that show. Yeah, no, great show. Great show. HBO Max is giving it to us. We got this show, Under Banner Heaven, next week, winning time. We're loaded. I'm going to watch the, uh, you don't have to watch it. I'm going to watch the, uh, whatchamacallit one with um with uh, the Baltimore police thing. And I'll let us know if it's worth oh, yeah, us checking out. Like, I'm excited for that. But other than that, that's pretty much yeah. it. Well, we'll have some time in between because I'm moving. Yeah, this, we, this won't have a, we won't have an episode next week. Yeah, because you're moving. Yeah, facts. It'll be two so weeks. So we'll have some time to work that out. But so by the end, so by the time we get back, we should have Tokyo Vice end. Yeah. And I think, you know, winning and maybe time winning time might be over. Too. Yeah, I was about to say winning time may be over as well. Which so. I feel like is, you know, a good a good point to leave at. Mm-hmm. Know, we'll, uh, we'll come back and finish those. Talk off. about the finales, yeah, and then have under banner heaven kick it off. So should it yeah. be lit. All right, well, that sounds good. Um, let me know what's going on with the Bros Who Think Network. Yeah, be sure to check out the Bros Who Think podcast this week. Going to be dope. Uh, check out Anime Talk this week. Um, uh, like I said, Schubert's moving, so Run It Back won't, will be delayed like a week or two. So it's coming. Don't worry. We got the plans is lit. Like the movie list. Ian did some okay movies. I'm not going to lie. I got to come. I got to come correct. Lil Reg gave some okay movies too. A little modern. A little modern for my liking. Hope I hope some of his don't get picked for a while. But if they do, it's a, it'll be okay. <laughs> hopefully, okay. hopefully me and Shuby's list come through with the, the clutchness. I feel like Ian was all about talking about Ready Player One. He was. Ian was digging it. Do you have LA Confidential on your list? Because I need to take it off of mine if it's on yours. But it yeah. is on mine as of now. Okay, cool, 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 cool. No. Yeah, I got that. Um, so, so far, I got LA Confidential and Heat. Oh, shoot. Hang on, hang on. I have it, like, right here. Um, I only have one spot left open right now. But, okay. Like, I was trying to hit, like, you know, blockbusters. Gotcha, gotcha. So, okay. So I'm going to hit the dad moves. I have, like, Jurassic Park on there and Raiders and Mad Max. Okay. okay, nice, nice. You did what we needed. That's That's necessary. So I'm gonna put some some movies, some dad movies in there, and then we'll then we'll have it list. I need to, I need to put a Tarantino on my list too, because I don't have any as of now. This is hard because we've done some of the good ones. So. <laughs> we've only done Inglorious Bastards and Pulp. Yeah, we still got a couple couple bangers left. But yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Y'all can follow me at LinBWT. Follow Bros Think at Bros Think. Follow me on Letterbox at LinBWT. I'm about to start being back heavy on there and TikTok. Lynn and James Burton is. Hot, we hot, we hot. I went from 120. Oh no, over the weekend I had 100 
uh, followers going into the weekend. 180. We're growing, baby. For a day, Gary V. I got over 2,000 views on one of my videos the other day. We hitting it. Come follow us. Lyndon James Burden on TikTok, baby. Best TikTok smoking. All right, we'll check out everything going on with the network and Lyndon's TikTok. <laughs> Be sure to catch us in a couple of weeks for the next episode of Burrows Who Binge. I uh, hope everyone out there has a, a good couple weeks. And as always, keep binging.
Catch us next week. Stay safe and keep binging.